are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, September 22nd, and we have a great episode for you guys today. All NFL again. We are now into, we're going to be predicting week three of the season today. Uh, That'll be at the end of the show in the third segment, but to start off... Week two was crazy. Oh yeah, week two was absolutely insane. Uh, There were some matchups that were... You know, you kind of looked at the the schedule and you were like, oh, well, this should be pretty good. And it, they just turned out to be electric. The the NFL way over-delivered this week. It was well, amazing. I mean, even the Rams and Falcons, right? The Rams were waxing them, were expected to wax them. The line was like 10 and a half. I know. It was a four-point game when you look at the, end of the, at the end of the day. And that's why we always shy away from those big lines it's like crazy. that. Um, but to start off the show, we are going to have uh, Tim's rant like normal. Um, may lead into a little bit of a discussion, uh, just kind of around fan bases and their expectations and their reactions to things so early on in the season. And then tying that all up at the end of the first segment will be hits and misses like we normally do. Go over where we were right and wrong, and there are quite a few of both this week, and uh, we'll get to all of that. But to start out, as we mentioned, obviously week two of the NFL season, it's come and gone. Here comes the blame game. It happens every single year up to about week five or six. Most people then start to kind of become more rational, kind of figure out what you are, right? The bad teams, their fan base is kind of be like, ah, you know, it's development year, all that, right? All you'll hear is, well, it's Carson Wentz's fault. It's Derek Carr's fault. Well, Mitch Trubisky stinks. You know, the, the Browns, we would have won if we had Deshaun Watson, right? It's Jacoby Brissett's fault. All right, okay, okay. Deep breaths. First of all, they're fans, right? Fans are passionate, emotional, all that, right? That's why they're fans. Not everybody is rational. Takes a deep breath. But, I mean, look, even Kirk Cousins, for example, right? Yeah, he did look awful last night for sure. Are you going to look up at the end of the year with 10 wins, a playoff spot, and I don't know, he'll complete like 67% of his throws for like 30 touchdowns, 10 picks? Like, relax, it's on the road in Philly. That's a tough spot. In prime time, second game with the new head coach, that's a tough spot. Relax, it's all good. It's all good. Carson Wentz, again, on the road, 65% of his throws, 3-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio, no run game, top back, average two yards a carry, got sacked five times. I mean, hurried on 42% of his dropbacks. Like, realistically, is Carson Wentz the problem in Washington? Come on, it's Washington. At one point, they were named the Washington football team. They didn't have a name. Washington. They bad, had, bad management. They've had a lot of bad management, bad ownership, and, and the top offices have been kind of a mess. Bad ownership, bad front office. I, look, Ron Rivera is a, a good guy. I'm sure he's a good overall coach, but at this point, I think the game is kind of moving away from him, not into him. Right? It hasn't had that same season since Cam went off. Right? So, I, eh. How about Derek Carr? Right? Derek Carr lost that game in the second half. Well, I mean, his defense is a nosebleed. And, I mean, the, the the play calling and coaching botch that you saw in the second half was something that I don't know if I've seen since Kyle Shanahan was up 28-3 in the Super Bowl. I mean, it was that bad. Not to mention his offensive line's abysmal, management isn't good. No, yeah, Kyler Murray's just a magician. How about Mitch Trubisky? Not a bad quarterback. We're getting close to Kenny time, probably. But, I mean, if you watched that game and thought anything other than Matt Canada is a really, really bad offensive coordinator, I don't know what to tell you. Right, that, that is the only clear 
explanation or takeaway from that game. I mean, you have three Steelers, professional football players that are in the locker room. We got to call plays better. We got to, we can only do what they tell us to do. You know, we got to call plays to get down the field in the right way. I mean, Mitch can spin it. Is he elite? No. Is he great? Probably not. Is he serviceable? Absolutely. Did he make a Pro Bowl? Yeah. Did you see that throw to Deontay Johnson on the two-point conversion? That's an accurate throw. That's a damn good throw. Matt Canada's the issue. It's not Mitch Trubisky. They love to just blame quarterbacks. It's an easy fix. It's an easy, ah, you know what? That did, the Browns fans, that, that's Baker's fault. Let's bring in a new guy. All right, see you in, you know, what, 11 weeks? And they're like, oh, you know, we would have won with, with Deshaun. Browns fans, PSA, sh- shut your actual mouth. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You mean to tell me that Deshaun Watson's going to fix your fix your awful clock management? No. You mean that Deshaun's on the on the hands team? No. Well, you you mean to tell me that Deshaun's going to fix your front office, who has had what like forty quarterbacks since the Steelers have had like three in the last like forty years? Steelers have had what four quarterbacks? The Browns have had what like sixty? Is Deshaun going to fix that? You mean to tell me that Deshaun's going to be the leader and, and tell Nick Chubb not to be the idiot of the day and just slide instead of going in? The Jets had no timeouts with like a minute and 40 left. Nick Chubb ran into the end zone. He just gave the Jets a shot. All you do is slide. They had no timeouts. That's three knees and you're done. You're out of there. But yeah, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Deshaun fixes all that. I'm sure he even fixes letting up two touchdowns in a minute and a half. To Joe Flacco. To Joe Flacco. Right, like, relax. It's the NFL. They, these things happen. They get paid a lot of money for a reason. Right, like, Raiders fans are freaking out. Oh my god, we're 0-2. Well, I mean, Kyler Murray is pretty good at what he does, right? He does get paid some, some good money. Hey, coach, is, coach is pretty clever. Right? We don't know if he's great yet, but he's pretty clever. He's got good weapons. It happens. It's the NFL. I don't like Joe Flacco either, but I mean, he's won some games. He's been to the Super Bowl, right? He, he's a good player, right? So deep breath, deep breath, right? The weeks are crazy. The years are predictable. The years are more normal, right? Just right at the, you're going to look up at the end of the year. First place quarterback is probably going to be the best one in the division. Fourth place is going to be probably the worst one. Hey, relax. That's what happens. It's fine. It's fine. It'll all balance back out. Yeah, it, it will all seem to balance in the end, but you do have the anomalies that go up and down. Uh, the one thing that you said that I wanted to kind of go on a little is Matt Canada. Um, I saw a tweet, and I don't know why it didn't click in my head earlier, but let's not forget, Matt Canada built Nathan Peterman. No, I mean, Peterman was a decent college quarterback. He was but a let's decent be, college let's, let's be honest. But is that the type of player that you want in the NFL is that it would oh absolutely not. would you ever absolutely want to draft Nate not. Peterman that's no. a, that's a firm no um and, and he came from a Matt Canada system he was working with him daily at Pitt so I do worry a little bit and it just seems like they still do the same thing on on downs where where you got to take a shot and, and where you have George Pickens being interviewed saying I was open 90 percent of the time and go back and watch the film. I mean, like, so I only I only had time to go watch probably about five minutes worth of offensive film, probably about ten George Pickens plays. Yeah. I don't know how many he played. I think he played over 20, right? He was open on probably seven or eight of them. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was there. I don't know why they're not scheming things to get the ball into the playmaker's hands. Why am I watching uh, 
Jalen Samuels. Uh, right? No, no, Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Samuels Jaylen used Warren. to have him, yeah. though. Jalen yeah. Warren. Jalen Warren, who's an absolute oh, savage, why by am the I, way. Yeah, but why am I watching him take the majority of the carries when we have a talented Najee Harris? And why, why are you not getting the ball to your newly drafted first-round receiver, George Pickens? Why are you not getting the ball to these pieces and playmakers all over your team? But you're going to have Mitch... Try like a weird QB sneak thing on like a third and three. Or you, you know, think he's picking gonna, up three? It's gonna be. It's here. Here's let me you let me run Najee you through. Harris. Let me run you through every Steeler drive. So there's there's two types, right? There's minimal positive yardage because we're so conservative, or there's severe negative yardage because we're so bad, right? So step one for the this is for for part one, right? This is where we get minimal positive yardage, right? So it's gonna start with a very predictable, spread them out, but we're still going to run an inside zone and try to be physical, right? That's going to go for about one or two. Second and eight. So now we're at second and eight. Now, logical people would say, let's at least throw probably five yards and out, right? So uh, play caller sheets, right? You're going to have zero to to about five. Those are going to be your plays right there. Then you're going to about five to eight, and then about eight to 14, eight to 13, 14. Then you're going about 15 plus. That's a common breakdown, right? Some will go five to 10, 10 to 15, and then 15 plus, whatever, right? Very similar. You're in that five to ten, five to you know five to eight category on that down. It's second, and right? Eight. You got to almost yep. get a first down, be really close, make it third and two, third and yep. three at the worst. Yes. No, what the Steelers are gonna do is they're gonna run a screen pass, maybe a shovel screen to like a Pat Fryermuth up the middle. That will most likely get blown up. We'll get about a yard, maybe two if we're lucky. So now we're looking at a third and seven, third and six, third and seven. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna go back, and we're gonna do the same exact inside zone. From first down. But instead, let me throw in the wrinkle, it's going to be Jalen Warren this time, okay? Oh, oh, oh. Because that's different. And we're going to put George Pickens in motion for some reason out on the edge. Right. And then <laughs> when they go to plan B, where they actually try to push the ball, right? So they're going to start with, even though the run game hasn't been working, they're going to go with an aggressive play fake. Of course, they're going to try to bootleg him, and they're not going to block the DN. So that's going to be a sack. We're now at second and 18. They'll then, again, go to the inside zone, their yeah. favorite play. They'll get about three. <laughs> so now we're looking at third and 16. There's not a lot of plays for third and 16. Now, they did convert one this past week, but they'll probably run a little slant route to, like, Muth or Deontay Johnson. We'll pick up about, about six, and we'll punt the ball, having gained zero night yards. I mean, that's very on-brand with how, how things have been going. And There's it, your offense, it, ladies and gentlemen. Haven't hasn't changed, no matter... Uh, no matter the OC we bring right. in. So. Well, we're going to get to that more in the uh, in the second segment. Let's go with hits and misses. Yeah, yeah we got hits and misses. All Let's right. go. All right, so <clears throat> hit one. We said that Tua, you know, he might be a little bit limited, but he's going to have a good year in this system, right? Jimmy Garoppolo's had really, really good, consistent seasons. Uh, you know, been to a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan's been to a Super Bowl in this system, right? Yeah. This is a quarterback-friendly system. We said with all these weapons, this new system, he's going to be pretty comfortable. He's going to be good. Right? He looks comfortable, accurate, decisive. He's pushing the ball downfield. He's kind of looked like a pretty good quarterback. Now, here's the issue. He's in the AFC. So, at best, what is he, like the seventh best quarterback? Seven. Because we know he's not Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes. Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Mahomes. Do we think he's Lamar? Probably not. He's I probably close to that, but he's, he's Lamar, I think, is better. Right, right now, is he... Mm. Is he? Are we sure he's even Derek Carr right now? That'd I don't be, think so. I think he's closer to that category. He's he's around that category, but I don't think I'd put him above Derek Carr. Do we, do we think over the next three years he's even Trevor Lawrence? I think Trevor Lawrence has a higher ceiling for three to five years. So at the end of the day, like we do think he's looked really good, which we said he would. 
in the system, but he does have some drawbacks, right? I mean, at the end of the day, tough conference. If he's in the NFC, he's probably, what, the fourth-best quarterback right now? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I think that's, yeah, easily. Yeah. I mean, I mean easily. so you got, like, Aaron. I mean, top you got like, five. You got, like, Aaron, Kyler, Stafford, Brady. From there, I mean, I think he's right, right there with Jalen Hurts for four or five, somewhere around there. Yeah, I would agree. So it's just unfortunate for him. But he, he's looked really good so far. Good for Tua. Miss number one. Yet another week of losing bets. No, but we did go two and three. It was a tough week. Uh, here's the thing, right? We made progress. We went one and four. We're now two and three. We're on our way to winning ways. And we keep, unfortunately, taking teams with quarterbacks that are just inferior. And that's something that is so unlike us to do. So that's our problem. But yeah, I think we it's, need easy to fix to, it. it's easy to correct, though. Yeah, we need to make that adjustment. We will make that adjustment this week. I mean, you, I feel pretty good about the bets this week. You keep doing the same thing over and over and, respecting, and expecting different results. Is that the definition of? Insanity. There it is. All right, hit number two. I don't love the sustainability of Jalen Hurts. I think at the end of the day, he's going to take a beating. Uh, and that opens you up to freak accidents and freak injuries, much like a Trey Lance experience. But yeah. at the end of the day, he's really productive. And I said this about week, I don't know what, 12, 13, 14, somewhere in that range last year. I said, it might look ugly. He doesn't throw the most beautiful ball. But, I mean, he's good at putting up points, yards, stats. I mean, and he wins. Period. He wins. Yeah. I mean, rookie head coach last year. Oh, let's go to the playoffs. That's just, it's impressive. Yeah, and they, I mean, they're looking really good so far. They are. Like, at the end of the day, winning is what matters. He gets the job done. I think he's a hell of a leader, and I think he's super easy to root for. Said it last year at the end of the season. He's going to be pretty good. He's been really, really good so far to start the year. Yeah. Kind of just as expected. Yeah, there's a hit. All right, Mr. Number two. Well, the Giants are 2-0, and and they're tied for first. Uh, I never thought I'd see the day. Daniel Jones is winning football games. It's strange, but when you break it down and you look at the other teams in the division, they kind of sit atop that, don't they? And we talked about it in the show last week. Outside you, of you, Philly, yeah. You're the one who brought it up. You said, yeah, outside of Philly, you would take... Uh, you would take Dallas's roster last out of everybody else in the division. Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think the Giants have the second best overall roster in the division. I, I would agree. I mean, now you throw Dak in with Dallas. Now you have an argument, but I think the I coach. Would, I would put Dak uh, if Dak was in. I would put them at two in the division. Yeah, but but I think Mike McCarthy is such a bad coach. You have to factor that in too. Yeah, you do. But I'm I not do saying think... Dable's good. He's a rookie. He's only two and zero. But uh, either way, my point is like. They're not a terrible roster. I just never had faith in Daniel Jones. And I thought, yeah, Brian Dable's fine, but he's a rookie head coach. Yeah. So I, I can't put all my eggs in that basket. Well, they've looked pretty good. And the impressive part, the offensive coach, Brian Dable, the Giants have a pretty good defense. They do. They have a serviceable defense. They do. That's an offensive coach, and he seemed to almost solve the defensive side of the ball so far. Yeah. And it's weird because he's offensive. And they need to in division with Philly. And, you know. Yeah, Philly puts up just... points. Point blank. And you have to battle your way through kind of a weaker NFC anyway. So, like, you have a shot to make some noise. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm not saying, like, win crazy amounts, but at least to Giants' standards in the last five-ish years. Right. Uh, you can kind of move up. We know they haven't been successful in the last five-ish years. But anyway, uh, hit number three, where are all my Jimmy G haters? <laughs> he looked pretty good to me. Hasn't practiced with a team, right? He's been off doing his own drills in the corner, which has been kind of weird, but... Hasn't gotten any reps with the team, really. Didn't play at all in preseason. Now, I'm not going to say Seattle was a good defense, but it had Russell Wilson looking pretty messy and disorganized. They did. Yeah, Jimmy G looked just fine against them. So, hey, I'm not, I am I never said he was Patrick Mahomes or Dustin Herbert. I never said he's Josh Allen or, 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 or Aaron Rodgers. 
Everyone wants to hate on Jimmy G. He's All I know is he wins very, games. He's very reliable. He wins games. He's very reliable. Um, I'm just saying. I don't know where all the haters are at, but he wins games. He gets the job done. Guys yeah. like him. Um, and how lucky and how good do you have to feel if you're the San Francisco front office? After all the controversy, after dudes like me were talking, after you signed Jimmy G, um, to that big contract, highest paid saying, backup. What are you doing? I was, like, I was the like, same way. You don't trust Trey Lance. Uh, well, now they have probably the best fallback plan uh, to happen in the NFL. And I think yeah. Jimmy G will be able to lead them to a pretty good record this year. We had him for like third, I think, at eight and nine, just because we could. We didn't know what Trey Lance was going to be. Yeah. I think right now you could say it's a 10-win football team. I think so. I think it's a 10-win football team. Yeah, they're, they're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right, miss number three. Our good buddy Luke over here has the honor of once again donning the crown in the second segment. Yeah. He lost again in predictions. So, uh, you know, he took the the Bucks. I took the Saints. We'll, uh, we'll get into more of this, but, you know, he took the Bucks. I took the Saints. Obviously, I missed that one. But then I took the uh, the Giants. He took the Panthers. So now we're tied. I took the Jags over the Colts. And I took the Eagles over the Vikings. So I win three of the four splits and the tiebreaker. Just as a uh, you know, to rub salt in the wound. No, yeah, it uh, it wasn't a good week for me. Um, it, the stats don't. I lie. think we have our first two game lead. Is that right? Or do you, I think you had one maybe late in the year last year. No, I definitely had. I have the paper somewhere um, around this place. I'll find it. I think you had a two game um, lead late in the. Late I had the no. I had a pretty year. big lead. It's. A, I think I had three at one point. At one point, I think. I think. I, well, I think it became ineligible around like week 15 I think I just gave up and I was just picking random I was just like I'll be con- I'll be contrarian well, and just I'll, pred- I'll predict like the Texans to go beat the Chiefs or something <laughs> like that just for fun but no yeah I mean yeah it, this is the first time that you ever led in general you didn't lead at all last year I got out to a hot start and then all I could all you could do was tie and then I would jump ahead again so I'm out to a 2-0 and start it feels pretty good hopefully I can go with the first pass I mean I, I can't lose another week here it's kind of a must win week so I would say it's a little bit of a must win. Yeah. Three games is a lot of games. It's a must win. It's like, it's it's not a must win game yet. You know how like in hockey when you got the best of seven and you're going in and you're like down 2-0 and you're like, well, we could lose tonight, but like we got to win this game. Right, right. Got to get some sort of momentum generated on this side. But um, that's it for hits and misses, guys. Come back in the second segment. We will be reviewing all of the week two action from the NFL. So don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, second segment is back. The issue Thursday, pretty good. It's a, it's a Steeler game day tonight. We have the the Thursday night game Steelers. Oh man, coming up later tonight. Um, we'll get to our predictions in the third segment for that game, and then the rest of the week as well. Steelers second segment Browns. here. What, what's that? Steelers Browns. It, it, it's going to be who do you? Oh, so I guess good. We'll, get, we'll get to who we like there. But I, I guess if I, if I had to like preview it, I'd just sum it up in a in a, in a sentence. I think it's going to be messy and defensive. Neither quarterback is super effective. No. Both offenses are dealing with some some either injuries or, or you know, areas of need. And the Steelers are dealing with Matt Canada. Right, right. That's, a, that's an automatic <laughs> handicap right then and there. So, um, it's tough. I mean. It is tough. But this segment here, we're going to be going over some of the, some of the bigger storylines from, uh, from week two in the NFL, and then of course we'll kind of glaze over any of the ones we missed. Obviously, we're not going to sit here and just talk to you about every single, you know, every single game for for fifty minutes. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. nobody needs to hear 
about how the Giants and Panthers had, I don't know, maybe the ugliest game of the day. It was like 1916. It was basically field goal kickers just trading points. Uh, If you had their kickers in fantasy, congratulations. Yeah, that's about the only applicable thing there, right? No, yeah. But we did mention the Steelers and Matt Canada. Let's start there. That might have been the most anemic offensive performance I've seen in a long time, regardless of football team, regardless of the level of play, whether it's high school, college, or the NFL. That was some of the worst football I've ever had to watch in my entire life. I found myself actually bored watching it. It was really bad. Um, The Steelers really couldn't generate anything offensively. I watched the entire game, and it just looked like they were trying to get going the entire time. Um, you know, Mitch never really settled in. Uh, they, the offensive line wasn't creating holes for Najee. And then I actually saw a couple of plays and even some highlights just later on throughout the week of uh, Najee just almost looking lost. There were a couple of holes that opened up. and were, Yeah, he, he that just was a bad look. did not follow the blocks yeah. uh, all that well. Um, outside of that, though, I mean, our receivers seemed to play well when they could get the ball thrown to them. Right. Uh, and the ways that the balls were being distributed. I mean, it was just... So I, I think this is... So I was watching film for the TikTok, right? By the way, if you don't follow the TikTok, go follow it. Now the issue podcast or the underscore... The issue, issue underscore uh, The issue underscore. You never know which username's taken on which platform. So anyway... Link's in the description. Yeah. Any, okay, yeah, link in the description. Perfect, right? So I'm doing a little bit of like film study type stuff, looking at some college quarterbacks, right? I like to kind of get a look. Are they going to project the next level? What do I think about them, right? I'm looking at... Oh, God, who did I just look at? So going to Jackson, Dart, Caleb Williams, right? So Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback. Yeah. I think one of the more impressive things I saw was his ball placement, not just, oh, there's a guy in the corner of the end zone, 30 yards out, can you hit him? That's great. That's great. That's super important. Nowadays in this league, though, it's very, get your playmakers the ball in space, let them do all the the heavy lifting, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to put a ball in a place that allows them to to have yards after the catch, right? you got to throw them upfield, if that makes sense. Yes. Right, if they're moving towards the middle of the field on a slant and you throw it even just at them and they have to slow down for a second, well, now they're not getting yards after the catch. Oh, yeah. Right, so it's little things like that. And it's just, it's it's pick-and-stick football, two-yard outs, two-yard ins, two-yard sticks. It's just... It needs to be cleaned up a little bit. And it needs to be, you know, brought to life a little bit with some down-the-field type stuff. So, I think downfield type type stuff is important. I think we need to get back to running the football with some physicality, right? Now, I think the offensive line is going to be able to do. It. We have big dudes, yes, right. I think we're going to be able to run block pretty well, but we have to commit to it, right? We have to commit to um, put in Derek Watt. Like we pay him a lot of money, put him in the game, give me two tight end sets, run the football, yes. right? Don't mess around. Give Najee some defined looks. Hey, you're going to get this ball. The B-gap's going to be there. Hit the hole. Let's at least get five or six. Mm-hmm. right? And Kyle Shanahan is a wizard at this. He creates a numbers advantage on that side of the line by manipulating personnel and by manipulating formations. He he finds a way to still have Debo on the field, still have Brandon Ayuk on the field, so you're sem- somewhat spread out. right? You basically take two to three guys, depending on if they're running to safety at the top, mm-hmm. out of the equation. Right? you got Ayuk and Debo, so you're going to have each of their corners and then probably a safety over top. Right, because most because Ayuk's got some speed. Right, you're gonna yeah. you can't leave it cover zero. Yeah, maybe every now and then, but most of the time you're gonna have a safety up top. Yeah, you're gonna at least have a cover. Right, one. so you take three guys out of the equation. So now you have what nine, including your quarterback, and they have eight in the box. Yep. Right, so basically eight on eight football. If you can find a way to get your numbers even in the box, 
that's a dream because you're playing with basically one less guy in the run game because you're quarterback. Yes. Right? And so to be able to find a numbers advantage is so important, and they just never seem to have it. No. And they always get steamrolled. It's upsetting. So let's shift to someone else like I guess that kind of got steamrolled in the second half would be the Raiders, Kyler Murray. Oh, my Murray. gosh. So did you see the clip where he was scrambling for, was it 20.8 seconds? Is that yes. right? Uh, it was something like the, the play was a total of, uh, like, I think 29 or near 30 seconds, something it like that. It was ridiculous. He, <laughs> it looked like backyard football. It looked like you were just, got some buddies over and you were having a turkey, you were playing in a turkey bowl. And you so, know? right, we've said this, like, Kyler's so good, I'd pay him. We have our concerns, obviously. Yeah. But are they a better football team than Kyler Murray than not this morning? Oh, yes. I mean, put take any other quarterback from around the league, really, and put them in that situation. Are they doing those types of things? Can they do – outside of Lamar. I, I think Lamar, just about to say Lamar, maybe Lamar is really the only other quarterback that can orchestrate something like that. And, um, and I don't think Lamar has the accuracy or precision as a passer. I don't think he's as pure of a passer right now thing as, as Kyler. Yeah, not to do what, not to do what uh, I, Kyler did. I still think Lamar's fine passing. People, I think, overrate the fact that oh, he's, he's more of a runner. I think he's he a is. fine. He's a fine passer. Um, but I think Kyler's a little bit better. But no, I it was so impressive. And people that are beating on the Raiders, Kyler's just really, really good. He is. Like, it sucks, but that's a talented football team, and Kyler is just insane. Yeah. Look, he's different. He's weird. He plays COD, you know, every day. Whatever. That's fine. Who cares? He's so good at quarterback, you just have to accept it. And you have to understand, like, these players have lives outside of football. Yeah. Most of them. Not everybody wants to commit 100% to the game like Tom Brady did. Uh, you don't have There to. are other players to take other approaches. Well, speaking of Brady, the Saints once again gave Brady fits. Now, Brady and them, they ended up figuring it out. I wouldn't even say that Brady figured it out. I would say that Jameis... Must have forgot what team he played for. I think he thought he still played for the Bucks because yeah. he had three straight possessions where he threw a pick. Yeah, it was um, it was choppy. It was uh, a little bit ugly, and I think Tom Brady and you know the Bucks did a great job at taking advantage of that. At least they've always <coughs> seemed to struggle against that team, um, and the Saints just always find ways uh, to to at least create matchup hell. For, for the Bucs. I think they're secondary. But uh, speaking of secondary, they sent C.J. Gardner-Johnson over to Philly, so let's shift to Philly. I I mean, that Eagles team looks dominant. I mean, here, so here's the thing. They run the football super effectively. This is going to give Jalen Hurts really defined reads on the outside. He is plenty good enough to hit mostly open receivers. Yes. And talented ones at that. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, right? Talented receivers. He is plenty good enough to distribute the ball with defined reads to good playmakers. Yes. Absolutely. And they run the ball really, really effectively, and so does he. Good offensive line, good protection, defined reads, good tight end target on third downs. A.J. Brown's big, physical, run after catch. And then on defense, just the secondary is ridiculous. I said once they got Darius Slay last year, right, and they go out and got um, that James Bradbury, mm-hmm. who's been a top about seven corner in the league for a while now, and he's your probably your second best corner yeah so now you have like two of the top 10 to 12 corners in the league and you get cj gardner johnson on the back end they've made some very 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 good additions to both sides of the football and i think that's just paying dividends this season i mean they look like a team that could very well be a contender out of the nfc i'm just gonna say that i mean do you do you think they had the best offseason of anybody i mean we had them graded at an a plus but i think we only had like maybe one or two other teams at an a plus I think that they had 
personally, I would say they had the best. I think they had the best option. I agree. I couldn't agree more. And this is how you support a young quarterback. Yeah. Go get him a weapon. Go get some DBs. And, and that hey, way you don't have to win shootouts. What a job by a young coach, too. I mean, fantastic. He's fantastic. Been, he's been able to walk in there and kind of... He didn't change the culture. He more reinvigorated the culture, reminded Elevated everybody... He, he reminded everybody who they were, like... It, when, at the end of the day, when you play in the Philadelphia Eagles organization, there's a there's a particular kind of swag ex- that you have to have about ex- you. Expectation. Right. And a chip toughness. on your shoulder that you ca- should kind of play with. And I think he kind of brought that, not brought it back, but just turned and, it up a notch. And I think Jalen Hurts is the perfect leader for that, too. Oh, yeah. And I think, well, funny you talk about that because I saw a, a, a video of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, coming out of the tunnel. Coming out of the tunnel. And the caption on it said, this guy couldn't uh, motivate me to make a sandwich. And I mean, so look, I think Lawrence does have some good leadership qualities, but he doesn't but have that like voice. Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have that voice in the locker room where you're like, oh, hey, 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 Evan, chop, Justin, or uh, Trevor's talking, right? Yeah. He doesn't have that type of voice, and he doesn't have that type of presence. But Jalen does. Jalen does. Yeah, I Jaylen like Jalen does. He's, he's a guy's guy. Um, all right, to kind of talk about some of the other games. Uh... Of course, I won this past week, so I'm now 2-0 on the year. You know, I'm sitting with the Bills and the Dolphins and the Chiefs, all the good teams. Uh, you are, of course, 0-2. Hey, it's fine. You got good company. You got the Falcons, um, the Raiders, the Titans, the Panthers. So not all love, not all hope is lost for you. It's okay. But either way, so to review... Obviously, we had the you know the Chargers Chiefs Thursday night, really entertaining game. It's tough. That is that is a just a tough look. I hate it. Um, so we had the Chiefs Chargers uh, on Thursday night, super entertaining game. I thought one of the most impressive singular throws of the day was Justin Herbert, fourth down on third down. He is hurting so bad in his ribs. He ended up I think breaking a couple of them or, or something with the cartilage. He had to like flick it out of bounds because he couldn't make a throw, or he could even ran for a yard and got the first down. Couldn't even do that. Next play, drops back, throws a dime up the middle of the field on fourth down. That was unbelievable. Yeah. That was impressive. Justin Herbert's that guy. I think I walked away from that game thinking more of Justin Herbert than I did anybody or any team in that game. Uh, now, obviously, Mahomes and the Chiefs, they've been fantastic, but that was an impressive showing in a losing effort. Uh, Commanders and Lions, Carson Wentz started slow. I think he ended up having a pretty decent game overall. Uh, started slow. I watched a good bit of this one. The Lions' defense, their pass rush is pretty legit. It is. I mean, they are putting pressure on quarterbacks. And Aiden Hutchinson was definitely the right decision. Oh, 100%. And here's the thing with that, though. You need that in the in the NFC North. Uh, you yeah. got you to get pressure on Aaron. you got to put pressure on Kirk Cousins. Because Kirk uh, is a completely different quarterback with pressure. We saw that last uh, on, on, on Monday. Yes, yeah, so well, you can get pressure on them. And they play each other this week, right? Is it the Vikings and... Is it Vikings-Lions? Yeah, yeah, the Lions are at the Vikings, right? So if they're able to get pressure... I can see that game going. I mean, they're that's that's going to be in our bets on a budget, so we'll get to that later. But the Lions are an underdog, and if I think they can get pressure yeah. on Kirk Cousins, we can see that flip a little bit. Absolutely. Like I said, I wasn't going to talk much about this Giants and Panthers. I think it's impressive that the Giants are are two and zero. Granted, it's it's two games, so let's not put a whole lot into that. But at the end of the day, Daniel Jones isn't turning the ball over at an alarming rate, which is kind of what he's done his entire career. He's three to one touchdown interception. I mean, granted, he's a little safer, so he's only got three hundred sixty four yards on the entire year, so he's a lot safer, about one hundred and fifty some yards a game, right? 
he's going to keep it, you know, within himself, make the right plays, but he's not turning the ball over, and that's enough for them to win. Yes. So at the end of the day, I mean, you can't really be too upset about that. Right. Niners and Seahawks, tough for Trey Lance. Oh, my gosh. Tough Um, for Trey Lance. You know, when you have such high expectations on the season and you're hoping to see those next steps and you're hoping to see that progression and even just getting the snaps under his belt, and then something like that happens, it's just a really ugly way to to end what was supposed to be such a good season. It's been an exciting season for them. But to the 49ers' credit, they did a great job with signing Jimmy G, locking him up as the highest-paid backup. I mean, it's showing that it pays off, I guess, for them. I mean, wow. I, like the, the chances of that. What are the chances right. that the team that goes out and spends that most amount of money on their backup quarterback, their first-string uh, quarterback, gets hurt week two? Yeah, um, that's tough. It's kind of weird. But, it's ironic, and it's it's almost like an "I told you so" moment. But know? luckily, they had him. Right. Luckily, they had him. Right. Um, and I think yeah. they're going to win plenty of games with them. They they look to me now like a ten to maybe eleven if some things go right. If they get some some key guys back from injury. Right. Uh, all right. Rams and Falcons. Rams were up big. Falcons made it close towards the end. The Falcons are going to be a scrappy team. I don't think they're very good. Well, yes. But Mariota is athletic enough to keep them in games. He can compete, and the defense has some redeeming qualities and they've been good in the second half this year they have been but uh, the only thing is a lot of those points were garbage time points i agree i agree but at the end they they came within four so well i'm betting them this week so hopefully you're betting that's are you really betting taking atlanta you're you're taking um that's one of our splits i'm taking the seahawks little yeah wow you're breaking the rule of not betting atlanta i know but i Uh, mean do you, you trust geno smith okay Fair enough. All right, uh, <laughs> Dolphins at the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens, again, up big, 35-14, to 14, end up losing 42-38. Tua looked good. Tyreek looked good. Jalen Waddle looked good. We said this would happen. This was one of our hits, so not much to talk about here. I will say I think Lamar came out looking like a really, really good quarterback as well. I, I came out of that game thinking. 42 points in fantasy this week for me. I, I came out of thinking I think Lamar's still a better player. I think so, yes. I think it's close, but I think Lamar's a better player mm, right now. I, I think Lamar's. A better player. I don't think what it's he can, too close yet. What he can do on the ground is unbelievable. Yeah, it, it unbelievable. really is. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I like Lamar's arm over Tua. I think he's got a stronger arm, that's for sure. Accuracy, eh, go Tua. But I think he's got a stronger, more dynamic arm, yeah. Yeah, so I like Lamar there. All right, Colts at the Jags. Jags absolutely route them 24 to nothing. Colts are in shambles. They've lost eight straight in Jacksonville. That was predictable. One of the reasons you have the crown on. So, um, really? sucks to be you. Uh, Jets at the Browns. Jets in a thrilling fashion, 31-30. to 30. All Nick Chubb would have to do is slide down instead of scoring that last touchdown. Uh, they missed an extra point early in the game, so a little bit of dysfunction, a little bit of disorganization, miscommunication. Somebody's got to tell Chubb, hey, get get down. He doesn't. Jets score two touchdowns in a span a of little, a minute and a half. Oh, that's such a little IQ mistake there. And, and really you don't is. expect that from a Nick Chubb. You don't. Oh, he's mostly a solid player. All right, yeah. Bengals at Cowboys did not expect the Bengals to get pushed around. But at the end of the day, pass rushes will put quarterbacks off their spot. I think Micah Parsons was super effective. Joe Burrow really couldn't get comfortable. And they can't really stop anybody with consistency. Now, granted, the Cowboys only scored 20 points, but they were moving the ball pretty well. Yeah. Like, Cooper Rush looked in command. I don't think their pass rush is up to par yet. And I think on the both lines of scrimmage, the Bengals are not as good as they need to be right now. No, yeah, they definitely need improvements there. I mean, that's been evident since last year. It's right. just carrying over. Cardinals at the Raiders. Uh, I mean, Kyler's incredible. We talked about this one already. Uh, 
All right, Texans at Broncos. I, for some reason, Russ just can't get it together. Yeah. It and is it, what it is. It's really starting to be a little bit alarming. I, I mean, look, the Texans are scrappy. They have a decent running game. Their secondary is okay. Sure, but it's the Texans. But it's the Texans. Dude, you're they in the AFC win. West. Yeah. you got to beat the Chargers. you got to beat the Chiefs. you got to win by more than seven the against the Texans. I agree. Uh, Packers, as you know, it's not a shock that they beat the Bears. This is what happens. Aaron plays a good team. Ugly. Isn't very good. Ugly. It was ugly in the first half. Second half, they kind of pulled away a little bit. 27-10, not a surprise there. We talked about the Vikings and Eagles on Monday night. The Bills route the Titans. Uh, Stephon Diggs put up, what, three touchdowns? He had, that like, was 12 catches. Insane. I had him in fantasy. That was fantastic. I played against him in fantasy. It was not that fantastic. That sucks for you. Yes, it does. Uh, we saw Malik Willis's debut. He went one for four uh, for six yards and uh, had four carries for 16. He only played for a couple of series at the end. But um, Josh Allen looked dynamic per usual. I mean, that, that that might be the best team in the league. I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Well, let's do ourselves a little bit of prediction here coming up in the third segment. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss it. Hopefully, I can make some predictions to keep that TR over there. No. What's up? We are back. It is the third segment of the issue here on Thursday, September 22nd. Um, you know, been a great show so far. And now we have kind of our favorite part of the show, um, especially this time of year, which is the predictions for the coming week. So week three of the NFL, we have not been disappointed so far. I mean, week one was great. Week two was even crazier. Um, so the storylines of week three are going to be fantastic. That 425 window was unbelievable. It was really it was good. Unbelievable. The one o'clock, the beginning of the one o'clock was a little bit boring, like with the Steelers. And but then right. once you got into the four o'clock games, it was crazy. Oh, and then the Sunday night game, great. crazy. Monday night, both games on Monday night were really good. Um, so well, those one, were the one was fun to watch. Not necessarily one competitive. Was very fun, yeah. The other one was it was a hostile environment. Phillies. Yes, yes, it was. But either way, great uh, content from the NFL. So they've been doing a great job this year. Ratings have been up. Everybody's been watching, and more people have been watching this show, probably because we're right on a lot of our predictions. Um, so let's just kind of start to yeah you yeah this season so far yes I have I have the record and the the stats and the trophy from last year to back it up. We don't have a trophy, but. You know, the proverbial trophy. But either way, uh, we have another week of predictions, so uh, let's just get right into that. Okay, uh, Thursday night game, Steelers at the Browns. We both like the Steelers here, so maybe we're being optimistic. But uh, the Steelers have historically owned the Browns, especially when they have inferior quarterback play. Yes. Now, I like Jacoby Brissett as a backup, but is he long-term? Is he someone that I think can beat Pittsburgh? No. I think Tomlin has owned average to below average quarterbacks. I think that's going to continue here. I think Jacoby is not going to be able to make enough throws down the field. I worry a little bit about our running game, being able to stop Nick Chubb, Kareem, Kareem Hunt. But we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Jacoby Brissett drops back like 17 times and they just run the ball a lot. I think Mitch makes one throw that Jacoby doesn't, and uh, I'll take the Steelers by like a field goal. Yeah, uh, this is going to be one of those really tight games just because you know I don't feel great with the Steelers having T.J. Watt out. That's a, that's a big piece to be missing, especially in a divisional game like this against the right. Browns. That's kind of somebody you want to have. Um, but no, I do see the Browns just making slightly a few more uh, mistakes than the Steelers yeah. do, and that's really what it's all going to come down to in the end here. All right, uh, Ravens at the Patriots. We both like the Ravens here. To be honest, Lamar's just too dynamic. There's, yeah. there's just not enough playmakers on New England. 
Uh, if they're going to win, they're going to have to win, kind of like we saw this past week against Steelers. Grind out a victory by just running the football, keeping Mac Jones safe because he's so, so limited. Yeah. Like, he's really not a good quarterback. And so you have to kind of just run the football and just cling to any lead that you can get. And I think the, I think the Ravens are a 30-plus-a-game type of team. I mean, And I don't think the New England Patriots can keep up. I think the Ravens win by more than a touchdown, probably. Uh, we both like the Ravens here. Yeah, I mean, Lamar is special, and he is going to tear apart Bill Belichick's defense. Then we got the Saints at the Panthers. I think we both like the Saints here. The Panthers are fine. And I'm not saying I like to bet on Jameis, but I, I'm definitely not betting on Baker. Mm. I think Matt Rule's seat is cooking hot, and, and, and for that reason, there's going to be a lot of tension. Their defense, their secondary has been kind of shaky. I, I'll go with the Saints here. Yeah, I'm going Saints. I don't feel great about it because I don't think the Saints are very good either, especially with Jameis at the helm. I mean, but at least their defense is really, really stout, and I think that's going to kind of yeah, I think that's going to kind of take them to victory. Uh, that's what I when I was thinking about the decision, I, they were kind of even offensively. I mean, they're not the greatest, most powerhouse of teams, right. but I do see the Saints maybe even scoring a defensive touchdown. You know, they're really elite. And Baker does a, like to throw pick sixes against an inferior inferior offense in the Panthers with a Baker Mayfield at quarterback. I mean, it right. just kind of makes sense. All right, let's go Raiders at the Titans. Uh, at least the Raiders have shown me flashes. The Titans have just shown me that they can lose to, let's be honest, the Giants. Like, I, yeah. we don't mind the Giants roster for their division, but overall, I mean, it's not a good roster. I mean, it's not like it stacks up like playoff caliber teams in the NFC. I think Tennessee's got a better top-to-bottom roster. I'd agree, yeah. But they lost, right? And then they got waxed by Buffalo. Which I think is going to be a common theme, but still, you got to be at least competitive. The Raiders, I at least see some flashes. And I like Derek Carr a lot. I like too. Derek Carr so, better than Ryan Tannehill as well. And I think at some point, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are really going to start to mesh and figure things out. I right. mean, it'll, like you ranted on today, I mean, people need to slow down with their reactions. Uh, just because they haven't become the number one duo in the league yet doesn't mean they won't. Right. Uh, it's They're been be good. two weeks of football, so let's give you know all of the offenses time to gel i mean this is the the sport's going to look completely different in a month in oh my a god month, it's going to be unbelievable it's going to so, be it's so much more clean i'll give up. you a hint there's going to be a last place team that's vying for first and there's going to be a first place team right now that loses three straight within the next month and a half yes it just is what it is all right eagles at the commanders uh, we both like philly here pretty convincingly um they're a much better football team i think they're gonna be able to run all over washington i think their run defense is a little bit shaky uh, and I'm not sure they can match up, especially when you get down to, right, like you got you to gotta match up with A.J. Brown. Big, physical, fast. Dallas Goddard is a plus tight end. Devontae Smith can take the top off defense. Once you get down to your third defender, who's guarding Devontae Smith, right? Who's, who's guarding Dallas Goddard, yeah. right? Nobody. And so I think with play-action reads, the Eagles are going to be really, really effective. Carson Wentz is probably going to make a couple throws that you're like, what are you doing? Eagles, <clears throat> Eagles win. Eagles. Eagles, yeah. All right, Lions at the Vikings. We both like the Vikings here, but you definitely have to give some respect to the I would Lions. Say, I would right? say it's at least close. A, I would throw a potential upset mm-hmm. alert on this one. It, like, oh, absolutely! This is my like one of the week where I'm I'm going to put some money on on the Lions at least. I think. Just to yeah, see how it goes. Just in case, right. because it's one of those ones. That I, ugh, it's going to be so close. Right? No, I agree. I, and that, that's an over to watch as well. Fifty three and a half. That's going to be a lot uh, of points. Yeah, I, I think they. I think it's going to be like well, a 34 30 type of game right it's gonna be a lot of yeah. points i mean unless unless the lions pass rush just absolutely takes kirk cousins and that entire yeah. offense out of the game that's it's the possible. only that's the only other outcome right but i still think even then they're at least going to get 25 yeah 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, we both like the Vikings there, but narrowly, and I think the Lions are going to look really good. All right, Packers at the Bucks. First more split on here. You're going to take the Packers going to Tampa and winning. I'll take the Bucks. At the end of the day, I'm going to bet on Brady. Um, there's a I heard a quote John Middlecoff said, uh, you know, I, I like every game that I'm going into, especially if Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback, especially in the playoffs. And I go, you're out of your mind. Now, I know this is in the playoffs, but my point is that I will not trust Aaron Rodgers to rise to any occasion. I will trust Tom Brady to rise to every single occasion. I will take Tom Brady to beat Aaron Rodgers. I'm going Green Bay. I think they have more, I don't even want to say more pieces, but just more stability it seems like right now. I don't know what it yeah. seems like with Tampa, but they're just they're kind of shaky. Yeah. Um, and Tom, I'm not sure what I'm getting from Tom, honestly. Uh the receiving core, I mean, Mike Evans is out this week. Chris Godwin's still um, out. Godwin's Russell Gage is still so out. So I'll take, I'll take Aaron and, and the Packers. All right. Uh, Rams at the Cardinals. We both like the Rams there. I just, It's going to be close. But, I mean, the Rams have won, like, I think, 10 of the last 11 or something like that against the Cardinals. I'll take the Rams to keep it yeah, going. Yeah, Rams. Uh, Falcons and Seahawks. I like the Seahawks. You like the Falcons. This is such a bad game. Yeah, it's going to be a really bad game. It's going to suck when one of us gets burned on it. it comes out. Uh, I just I don't like Geno Smith. I, I Look, I don't either. But I, but I, don't... I, I think I like the stability. And there's... There's still some pieces in Seattle. I think top to bottom, Seattle has a better roster than Atlanta. Yeah. And and at least Geno's a uh, little bit more of a veteran. He's not quite as erratic running the football, which means his lows aren't going to go as low as Mariota's. Granted, his highs aren't going to go as high, but I like the steadiness of Seattle a little bit more than than Atlanta. Yeah, I don't know. This is just one of those games where I just got to go with your gut. Hope, Hope you're right. Yeah. All right, Buffalo at Miami. We both like Buffalo here. Convincingly, uh, too. I think they're just incredible. I don't think it takes any, away anything from Miami. I think Buffalo is just incredible. Yeah. All right, Chiefs at Colts. We're both going to take the Chiefs here. The Colts aren't a very good football team, quite frankly. I think the pass rush is going to get to Matt Ryan. They they lack dynamic playmakers on the edge outside of Michael Pittman, who was hurt last week. Who knows if he'll be back. Chiefs have all that and more. And, I mean, have we doubted Mahomes watching him this season yet? I mean, uh, you've watched him, and he's been – the same electric, I mean, makes every throw, gets out of the pocket, moves everything. He has not lost a single step uh, yet, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Andy Reid and Mahomes in, in September are just money, so we'll go with the Chiefs. Absolute powerhouse. Bengals at Jets. We both take, like the Bengals pretty handily. I think the Jets was a little bit of lightning in a bottle last yeah. week with Joe Flacco. And I, Do I really think Joe Flacco's going to go in there and win again. I don't. Especially against a, a Bengals team. I mean, you got Joe Burrow, you got They're Jamar Chase. you back eventually. You have so much in, in Cincinnati. I mean, they've just had a disappointing two weeks, I think is all it comes down I, to. I think they'll be fine. Pump the brakes on the Cincinnati hate. I mean, they're going to be... They'll get back I think they're, to, yeah, I think they'll at least be back to wild card level competition. They're a good football team. They'll be competing with Baltimore. Texans at the Bears. We... I mean, we're split on this one, too. So <laughs> I, I'm going to take the Texans. You'll take the Bears. And neither of us are, feel pretty good about it. I feel horrible I think about the Texans it. can at least... They have something that they're good at. They can run the football pretty effectively. And their secondary is okay. I'm not sure I can say that there's two at least above-average units in Chicago. Yeah. For that reason, I'll go Texans. Again, I don't feel strongly about it. But oh. it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm just really hoping to... To win the week here. So I'm looking for something that might be, you know... A little spark plug? Yeah, something just to get some momentum. You know, the Bears win, that would be great for me. I've got three more uh, real quick here. Nothing nothing too crazy. Jags at Chargers. I think that one's pretty easily the Chargers. Yeah. I think the Jags are good, but they're not at that level yet. Oh, not even close. Uh, 49ers at the Broncos. We went back and forth on this one. We both took the Niners. 
I think they're a little more steady right now. Jimmy's been there for a couple years. He knows the system. I'm not sure how I feel about Russ. I mean, to be honest, I, and I love Russ. He looks old right now. He He's does. not moving around quite as well. I'm not sure what I'm getting. He's aging for I, sure. I, I think the 49ers are a more stable team. I think they're going to get some guys back from injury. We both like the Niners. 49ers, yeah. All right, finally, we got on Monday Night Football the Cowboys at the Giants. I never thought I'd look at this game and pick the Giants, but here we are. So the Cowboys um, have that bad of a roster, yes. The roster's pretty bad, and I don't think Cooper Rush, he's a backup, right? He can come and win you a game or two. Do I think he's going to be able to go on the road in division prime time and beat the Giants who are no. playing really good defense? No. I don't. No. I don't. Uh, so we'll take the Giants there. Yeah, I mean, barely, but I mean, still the Giants. That's one of those games where it's just going to be, oh. Right, so I mean, it's going to look like a tire fire from the beginning. It's going to be bad on both sides. So to kind of review, we're split on Bucks Packers. I like the Bucks. He likes the Packers, um, as well as the Falcons and the Seahawks. I'll take the Seahawks being at home. Uh, you'll go Falcons on the road with Mariota. Yep. We'll see how that plays out. I'll take the Texans. I believe the Texans are on the road. Texans are on the road, and you will take the home and favored Chicago Bears. We'll see if I'm three and zero. Am I two and one? Do you get on the board? Finally, I need a one and two. We'll see. I need to start coming back a little bit here. We also need to start coming back in our bets. It's been a tough start to our bets on a budget. I think this week we get back on track. Yeah, so let's get right into that. Bets on a budget. So so I think the first bet here, let's go Lions plus six and a half. You can find them at six and a half. Uh, I've seen six and a half plus six even yeah. I would take them. Plus five and a half, I'd have to think about it, but I'd still probably take them. I'd take that. Uh so plus we'll go we'll round it at plus six maybe plus six and a half if you can get it at Minnesota. So the Lions, first of all, they're a really physical football team. They're a really emotional football team. Those are the type of teams that generally cover spreads and keep games close. Yes. Uh, and I think Minnesota is good, but like we saw, if you can get Kirk off his spot, he's going to have some issues. Yeah, if right? You can that's get pressure most, on him. That's most NFL quarterbacks, yeah. but even more so uh, the ones that are not mobile and rely on a pocket, like like yeah. Jared Goff, even on the other side of the football, for sure. Uh, in Detroit, so I think they're they're good enough to keep it close. Swift runs the ball effectively enough. Amon Ross St. Brown's a good wide receiver. Yeah. I, I think Lions plus six is the right side here. Yeah, I don't see really a downside to that because, I mean, at the end of the day, this is one where you can just go and make money because the odds are going to be in your favor of making money if you can hit right. this. Um, so, I mean, back bet, it's never a bad option. Take it's something a little safer I, that we have down the line. I don't even think it would be crazy to put them on the money line if you're feeling, if you're feeling really crazy. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, plus six. Feels feels pretty good. I like that. All right, we got the Eagles uh, minus. So we got all spreads this week, by the way. Because I like a lot of them. Uh, Eagles minus six and a half at Washington. But I think they're a significantly better team than Washington. Yes. And I think that's a big play offense, right? They have the type of offense that's going to knock you out. And the defense that if you aren't a disciplined quarterback, which they're gonna, we know that Carson Wentz gonna is gonna not. They're going to walk all over you. Right. They're going to get turnovers. They're going to run the football. They're going to just possession the game away from you, right? They're just going to hold the ball for 40 minutes, yep. run the ball, get turnovers. Yeah, you're really not I like them by almost two touchdowns. I mean, I it's going to be, a, it's going to be, I think Philly's going to look really good. Yeah, I think it's a potential for a blowout right there. Um, I, I like Philly a lot. They've been proving themselves week one and two now, and yeah. I think they are the real deal, and especially against a lesser opponent in Washington. I like that. I bet. agree. I think they have a significantly better roster than Washington as well. Yeah. So let's go Steelers. Uh, plus five at Cleveland. That's a lot of points for a divisional game, first of all. And that's a lot of points for a team who has a 
that's pretty much equal across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, quarterbacks, eh, about equal. I'd say Mitch yeah. is a little bit better than I, I would take Mitch. I would take Mitch. Uh, you know, backfield, I guess I'm deaf. Backfield and offensive line, I'm definitely taking the Browns. But defense, resoundingly Pittsburgh. Yes. Weapons, resoundingly Pittsburgh on the outside. So I, I think it's in a, in a weapons league. They have better weapons. They have a better quarterback. I think their defense is, is good enough to hold Cleveland at bay long enough. I think it's a close game. It's. Oof. I think they either lose close or win close. But I think either way, they'll cover the plus five at Cleveland on Thursday night. Yeah, I agree there. I mean, I just don't like betting against the Steelers in a divisional matchup against the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the Steelers right. always play them close. I've, <laughs> when's the last time the Steelers got blown out by the Browns? Like not I mean, not since Mike Tomlin's been even, the coach, and I don't think that, that happens. Even in that wild card game where we started so poorly, we ended up coming back and making it somewhat competitive at least. Exactly. So, so I don't see the Steelers losing by more than five. So I'll take the Steelers right. plus five. All right, Kansas City minus six and a half at Indianapolis. So I like this one. Here's the thing about Indy: I don't know even if Michael Pittman comes back, I don't know his health, and the running game hasn't quite been there. The you know the offensive line's not quite getting the push they were. And Matt Ryan's fine, but once you get pressure on him because the offensive line's not what it was, there are some severe issues. I mean, they didn't even score a point yeah, against gonna... Jacksonville. And Jacksonville, <laughs> look, improved defense, not a good defense. No, though, no, right? no. Like, no. I think Kansas City has about as good, if not a little bit better, of a defense. This is going to be... I think Mahomes is going to be really, really good. This I, game's not going to be close. This one, I'll predict the score. We'll go 32 to... 17. I'll give Indy 17. 38-3. 38-3. Wow, that is resounding. They're going to blow them out. All right, Bengals minus 4.5 at the Jets. Now, I do think it will be close. I think it'll be like a maybe a touchdown game, 6 six to 7-point game. The Jets are scrappy. The defense sure. is, is not quite there yet, which is to, you know kind of upsetting to see from a defensive head coach. You'd expect it to kind of be closer to, to – you know, at least average. They're way it, below average. At least making improvements and fixing it up a little bit. Right. Yeah. But I don't like Joe uh, Flacco to go in there and beat Joe Burrow. No. Let's be real. And so I, I, I think the Bengals by about a touchdown feels right to me. Yeah. The Jets will scrap. They'll probably score a garbage time touchdown late to bring within a touchdown. I, I'll i go with the Bengals minus four and a half. Yeah, I like that. I mean, there's Joe Burrow is going to do – Cincinnati's going to get back They're on their They're going to bounce back eventually. And I they think are. this is the game that they can. Especially against a really, really kind of just – Almost. Man. Hey, guys, do you want to go run an OTA this Sunday? Oh, yeah, by the way, that OTA is... Is, uh, is a real game. It's yeah. just a very mad team. They're just, eh. Are they, it's very average. I mean, the wide receivers aren't bad. They're in New York. They're in New York, but okay. I don't think that matters. No, me. I don't think so. I mean, since when have been, like, big home field advantages? For the Jets. The Jets. <laughs> no, I mean, like, you're talking Arrowhead, Philly. Lambo, Lambo, Hines. Or, Hines is up there. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not MetLife. Yeah, but they share. Yeah, they share. With another team. Feel right. Can't have a. You can't have like a a crazy fan base like Bills Mafia if you're sharing a stadium. Right. You know. Right. And it. Build your own stadium. Little little segue. This kind of reminds me. Like obviously, I wasn't alive for the Showtime Lakers, right? But like, if you go back and you look, they were a lot bigger and they felt bigger back in the day, right? Yeah. Well, they weren't sharing the Staples Center with the Clippers. Right, the Rams weren't competing out there for for you know views and for fans. Right, you didn't have the Dodgers were fine; they weren't great. You didn't have the Angels. Right, there were a lot less teams out there. Right, so the more you have in a market, 
the less of it, that fan yeah. base, you know. It becomes saturated. That super yeah. passionate fan base. Yeah. I mean, in New York, you're still gonna you're still gonna basically fill up the stadium. But I mean, in Pittsburgh, it's like a holiday. Like I actually <laughs> yeah. call it my holiday. On oh Sundays. yeah, every Sunday. It's a religion at this point. It like, is. You're not gonna get them in those bigger markets. So. No, 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 no. All right, that's about it for our bets and budget. We got Lions plus six, Eagles minus six and a half, the Steelers at plus five, Kansas City at minus six and a half, and the Bengals at minus four and a half. We got two dogs, three favorites, hoping to get back on the winning side of things. That's about all we got. I really appreciate yeah. you guys listening. This is where you kind of take it over. No, yeah, it's uh, been a really good show, guys. Thanks for stopping by. We will be back next week to review. Um, all of week three, predict for week four. We'll have some great storylines. Uh, we're working on getting a couple guests. Um, they are kind of coming down the pipeline here. So definitely subscribe, turn on those post notifications so you don't miss anything from the show. 100%. Right? I would, you know, you don't want to miss anything uh, coming up. Check out the TikTok as well. Oh, yeah. Go check out the TikTok. Things have been going well over there. The issue underscore. Yeah. yeah, the issue underscore podcast on TikTok. Sure. I mean, it's um, in the description, so all the links are in the description. Just follow that link tree right down there. But guys, thanks for sticking around, and that was the issue.